Hey, welcome to Days to Remember. I'm Steve Jack, Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson, and uh, I wanted to engage you a little bit today as we begin with a little bit of a feeling, a little bit of, you know, what does it feel like? Because music is supposed to, in my opinion, you know, evoke some feeling. So one of the things that's really interesting to do with people sometimes is to get them to bring in a piece of their favorite music. And I'm talking about therapeutically. Something you can do with kids or grandkids, you know. Bring bring me a piece of music that, you know, you have feelings about. And let's talk about what you feel when you hear the music. Music is very evocative. Sometimes it evokes memories. Sometimes it evokes a feeling of peace. Sometimes it evokes just sort of a nice, uh, warm feeling. I mean, it can do all sorts of stuff. So this uh, opening song is intended to evoke some feeling in you, especially as we begin to think about what the scripture lesson is this week and, you know, all that kind of stuff and what's going on in the world and all those kinds of things. So listen to this. It's, it's a, I guess it's an anthology of music from a motion picture. I can tell you that much. And listen to it and, you know, try and figure out what you're feeling. Yeah, you'll be thinking about the motion picture and I remember when they played this in the picture and all that kind of stuff. But I want you to get into the feelings. Can you do feelings? A lot of people can't do feelings very well. Happy, mad, glad, sad, angry. Feelings. What do you feel? And we'll uh, come back after the song and start talking about Days to Remember for this uh, third week of July 2020. I'm Steeplejack, as I said, Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson from the uh, Central Village Congregational Church in beautiful Plainfield, Connecticut. So give a listen on Days to Remember.
I'm back. So that, of course, was the theme song or the theme anthology from Back to the Future. And Back to the Future was a fantastical movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 
it has legs, as it were. It holds up. You can watch it today and still feel, I mean, there's a lot of movies that, you know, sort of lose their edge as they uh, age. But this, this, these, that trilogy of movies really does have its long, uh, long legs. You know, John, uh, comedian John Mulaney <laughs> talks about what it must have been like to really pitch the story and uh, how they must have had a little trouble to it. So, you know, it's about this uh, teenage kid who gets into a time machine and uh, goes back to 1955 and then, you know, somehow tries to have sex with his mom and stuff like that. It, it must have been really kind of hard to, to pitch. And Mulaney says, well, why didn't they just call it, uh, you know, back to the past? No, no, you don't get it. He goes to the past and he wants to get back to the future and see how changing the past can affect, you know, what becomes then the future or what had been his present. It's it's a very, uh, you know, you know, the, you know the story, right? Yeah. So I think it invokes a lot of feeling, the songs. Uh, you know, of course, it doesn't include the power of love from Huey Lewis, the news and all that kind of stuff. But it has that sort of, you know, the, the French horn, that do, 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 you know, that kind of soaring kind of stuff. And the movie, even though it was filled with lots of pratfalls and funny stuff and uh, a, a great cast and all that kind of thing, I think that it is filled with a lot of hope. And if we need anything right now, it's a lot of hope. And the truth of the matter is, what we do now in 2020 really can affect what's going to happen or not happen in 2024, 2025, 2026, in the year 2525, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of an important thing to think about as we delve into the scripture lesson this week. Believe it or not, the scripture le lesson uh, this week for July 19th, 2020, uh, the gospel lesson, as it were, is another parable. And it's a long one, but I thought it might be fun to, uh, to delve into it. But before we do that, why don't we have a little prayer to begin? Holy One, you know us already, and we pray that you'd help us to know you better. Let us see you all around us. Fill our lives with your spirit so that we may learn to recognize your presence every day, in every place, and every time. Amen. So the scripture lesson is from Matthew, the 13th chapter starting 24 to 30 and 36 to 43. And it's going to sound maybe a little familiar in the beginning, but just bear with it, okay? And it starts out talking about Jesus. He, he put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? And he answered, An enemy has done this. 
The slave said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? He said, no, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell you, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and then buy them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. So the Son of Man will send his angels and will collect out of his kingdom all the causes of sin and all the evildoers, and he'll throw them into the furnace of fire, where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone who ears have, with ears listen. That ends the reading from Matthew's Gospel. May God help us to try and find ways to understand God's Word and apply it to our lives. So what is the parable about? Is it about good and evil? I suppose you could say that. What is it about? I want to suggest to you that the parable is about waiting. Waiting. And if you know me at all, you know I don't wait well. I, I don't wait in line very well at all. I, in going to the gym now, you make an appointment to be there for an hour. And when you get there, you have to check in and you have to let them know who you are, what the hour is that you reserved. And if you have not filled out a wave, a health waiver for that day to declare that you have no symptoms, then you have to do that too. And they have a little tablet to do that on. And then you have to scan yourself in and then you can go in. Now, if it's your first time there, there's more to do. There are waivers to sign and whatever. And so when I got to the gym the other day, uh, there were two people in front of me and both of them had to do all the stuff had to do all the paperwork because it was their first time. People didn't just rush to the gym the first day it opened. People are coming back slowly to it. And I understand that. But I had to wait outside for about oh, 10 minutes. And I just don't wait well. I don't wait at the DMV well. I If the line is, the drive through line is too long, I will park the car and go into the store you know, the, the coffee place or the restaurant or whatever it is. And then, lo and behold, what are they doing? They're waiting on the drive through line first. And so I'm standing there with money in my hand at their cash register, waiting for somebody to wait on me, and you wait more. And then I very often will see the person who was behind me get through the drive through before I'm done inside. Yeah, I know. I'm stupid, but I just don't wait well. And this is about wait, waiting, waiting about uh, 
God's incredible patience and not just rushing to snap judgments, but letting God decide who's in and learning to recognize that we don't usually recognize who that is. We want to keep out the wrong people sometimes, you know. Uh, we're impatient. We're bad at waiting. Maybe you're not as bad as I am, but I bet you're not good at it. As good as you maybe want to be, or maybe as good as any of us need to be. And I guess I want to say that in some ways, we're not very good at letting God be God. So anything that we sow today in terms of social justice, righteousness, caring, thoughtfulness, anything we sow, perhaps politically, it's not going to bear fruit right away. We're going to have to be patient. And I, I just got my first red tomatoes this week. It was small, but they were red, ripened, good, good. But all oh, the green ones, come on, hurry up. What's the matter? Hurry up. Let's, I want some red tomatoes. But no, no. You got to be patient. You got to wait. And so the things that we sow today is going to have to go through a process where it might be affected by weeds and get choked. The things that we try to promote, it can be very difficult. In some ways, I guess, whether you want to call it karma or God's plan or God's will, Maybe you see them; those two things as differently, but ultimately you have to trust that God's going to do the right thing. And that's hard for me to do because I want God to do the right thing yesterday. You know, there was that old line, God, grant me patience right now. And that's pretty much something you could write on my tombstone. Uh, but I think that we need to really be patient and have some sense of hope because right now we're in quite a bit of a storm. About 140,000 people have died from the virus. Now, I've heard people say those numbers are skewed. I don't necessarily believe them. But at this point, the way in which some folks have played with the numbers and uh, tried to change the reporting, I guess I can see how people might think that. But there are, what, 18 states that are in the red zone right now, that they're incredibly increasing in the numbers of cases. Whether you want to argue numbers of cases or number uh, or numbers of deaths, the truth is that in some states, the uh, ICUs are full. And I know in Arizona, they're bringing in refrigerated trucks as a place to have a portable morgue to put bodies. So you can deny, as some do, I know, the veracity of the virus and that it's, you know, for some political reason, but there's an awful lot of people that have suffered gravely at the hands of this virus, if not dying, being severely uh, sick. Uh, and still suffering some of the residuals of that illness. All right, so you have that. We have the ongoing race issue. We have the ongoing economic issue. And we also have the um, school question. Who's going to open up schools and who isn't? And how's it going to happen? What's it going to look like? 
and I can only say that if you're saying that the schools have to open and kids have to go to school, you darn well better be sending your kid to some school outside of your house. That's all I can say. Um, it's just such a troubling time. And I guess I'm just trying to describe for you what I'm experiencing personally as a real storm, a real struggle where every day things are changing and things are not good, you know, in my opinion. Um, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. But ultimately, no matter what we think about the social or the political or the medical, we have to look to God to bear us up, to give us a sense of hope, happiness, and to get us through the storm. So I've got three songs queued up for you, one of which is by a guy named Bobby McFerrin, and it was popular back ooh, in the 80s, late 80s, mid to late 80s, and it became almost, uh, I don't know, too much back in the day. The video for it features Bobby McFerrin and Robin Williams in kind of a funny kind of thing, doing their stuff. The song is really in some ways a theological song. Bobby McFerrin went to the Episcopal Divinity School in Cambridge for a time, thinking at one point he might be an Episcopal priest. Yep, true, true. And he has a wonderful, in my opinion, rendition of the 23rd Psalm. I've got to try and corral that. Maybe I can play that for you. Uh, some people don't take to it, but I love it. It's just so peaceful and so engaging. But this song you'll recognize, and after that, a couple of storm songs, songs about storms. By the time you listen to this, you may have en endured a, a bit of a thunderstorm. We've got some heavy weather coming here in New England, a lot of heat and humidity that, you know, maybe will take a, a cold front and some thunder dunders to, uh, to get us going. So listen to the tunes, and I'll come back. On Days to Remember, my name is Steeplejack, Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson, and I hope you're doing okay. Hang in there. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't 
terrible place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry, be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry, be happy. Look at me, I'm happy. Happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Ain't got no cash. Ain't got no style. Ain't got no gal to make you smile. But don't worry. Cause when you're worried, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried. In another lifetime, one of toil and blood, when blackness was a virtue, when the road was full of mud, I come in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. If I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel-eyed death and men who are fighting to be warm Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm Not a word was spoke between us, there was no risk involved Nothing up to that point had even been resolved Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm 
I was burned out from exhaustion, buried in the hail, poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail. Hunted like a crocodile, ravaged in the corn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the sun. Suddenly, I turned around, and she was standing there. With silver bracelets on her wrists and flowers in her hair. She walked up to me so gracefully and took my crown of thorns. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Now the bonds are broken, but they can be retied. But one more journey to the woods, the holes where spirits hide. It's a never-ending battle for a peace that's always torn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. While the deputy walks on hot nails and the preacher rides a mount. But nothing really matters much, it's doom alone that counts. And the one-eyed undertaker, he blows a futile horn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Well, I've heard newborn babies crying like a moaning dove. An old man with broken teeth stranded without love. Do I understand your question, man? Is it hopeless and forlorn? Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Now there's a wall between us, something there's been lost. I took too much for granted, I got my signals crossed. Yeah, just to think it all began on a non-eventful morn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. In a little hilltop village, they gambled for my clothes. I'm bugging for salvation and she give me a lethal dose. I offered up my innocence, got repaid with scorn. Come in, she said, I give ya shelter from the storm. Well, I'm living in a foreign country, but I'm bound to cross the line. Beauty walks on a razor's edge, someday I'll make it mine. If I could only turn back the clock to when God and her were born. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm.
the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone And actor out alone Riders on the storm There's a killer on the road His brain is squirming like a toad Take a long holiday Let your children play If you give this man a ride Sweet family will die Killer on the road
Riders on the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone And actor out alone Riders on the storm So I'm back after a couple of little tunes. You heard uh, Riders on the Storm by The Doors. You also heard a Shelter from the Storm, which I've always thought of as that. You know that um, poster where they there's the craggy rock and there's a little bird tucked into the craggy rock as the storm's going by? That's kind of the, the way I've always thought of it, you know, Shelter from the Storm. And then, of course, we heard uh, Bobby McFerrin doing Don't Worry, Be Happy, uh, which is a little simplistic and a little Pollyanna. You know, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> you know, but there is something about music that lifts your spirit in these tough times. And that was my intent to play that to sort of buoy you a little bit uh, spiritually as we try to soldier on. So we come time to... Uh, prayer time, as we do here on uh, Days to Remember. And I've got a couple of prayers, uh, one of which is ongoing prayers for uh, a guy named John, who's last I knew is still waiting on uh, surgery in the midst of the virus. We have uh, prayers for Tom as he continues to deal with his uh, vision issues, primarily uh, cataract related, but some difficulty and some complications and some some of those kind of things. And a celebration prayer uh, for Christy as it's anticipated uh, she could uh, be declared in remission from a serious cancer that uh, developed. When is cancer serious? 
I guess I also want to lift up uh, Bruce. I learned this week that not only does he have cancer in his left eye, but he has a uh, liver cancer that's being treated. And he is positive. He is hopeful. Um, he is a character, I'll tell you. Um, but uh, prayers for him. In order to treat the cancer that had existed in his eye, he has to get a cortisone shot in his eye. And he doesn't need one of those for a little while. He just had one. But boy, I can't imagine how painful that must be. And I would want him to put me out. I don't want to see it. But they can't do that. So anyway, that becomes a, a prayer concern. And there are very others. If, if you have a prayer concern you want me to talk about, don't hesitate to send me an email at Radio Steeplejack, all one word, Radio Steeplejack at gmail.com. And I will get the uh, prayer request into the next podcast. So in these uh, summer days, I invite you to pray with me. Let us pray. Our God, out of the depths of our struggle, our lives, the heat, humidity, we come to you, giving thanks that you shared our common lot, and sought to reconcile the world to yourself. We lift before you our various concerns for health and healing, for those who are struggling with medical issues, testing results, those who are waiting for results, not only from the virus, but from any number and myriad of things. Our God, we lift them all to you, praying not only for them and for their families and for their caregivers, but also we pray for the doctors, the nurses, those on the front line, those who are weary, those who are suffering post-traumatic stress from these ongoing long days, the illnesses that are filling up the ICU beds, the deaths. Our God, we celebrate the miracle of modern medicine as it brings a cure to at least one person, but it has brought relief to others as we pray that it will do so for those who are suffering. Our God, we pray for those who have to make decisions about going back to school, about wearing masks, about shortening the life of this virus and helping us to get back to some normalcy. We pray for patience in waiting for that, as some anticipate it could be as long as the summer of 2022 before any kind of normalcy comes to us and we can go back to the future of what we were trying to do. Our God, we pray for those who are in elected positions. We pray that they would be truth-tellers, truth-seekers, and that they would not make things bigger than they are, smaller than they are. 
less important. And grant, holy God, that our leaders think of the people, no matter what country they're in. Think of the people first before they think of themselves, their own election, their own pocketbooks. We pray for all the leaders, the judges, the courts. We pray for true justice. And so it is, we pray for your intervention when justice doesn't happen. But again, we ask for patience and a time of trust that you will do what is best for us and for all things. Hear us, Holy God, as we lift ourselves this day in prayer. And remember that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So what new thing might you endeavor this week? What new experience? What new adventure? What might you engage yourself as part of the realm of God? What could you do that was new, refreshing, that perhaps reflects God's spirit in you? I hope that you can come up with something. Perhaps it is in the realm of your neighbor, your friend, your family. Perhaps it's in the realm of yourself. What can you do to be a more mindful of your own need for self-care? What are some of the things that you can do to further the realm in the world, to move things forward? What can you do to bear witness to the God that loves you? Please remember that wherever you go, God is there. If you ascend to heaven, God is there. If you settle at the farthest limits of the sea, God is there. In all places, God holds you fast. May you know deeply the presence of God, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit. May you wait patiently for the acts and the words of of the God who loves you. And wherever you go in your journey, go with God. Leave you with some uh, fun kind of postlude music. Until next week, I'm Steeplejack. God bless you. Amen. I talk to is ready to leave with the light of the morning. I've seen the end coming down long enough to believe. They've heard their last morning standing alone. Each has his own ticket in his hand. And as the evening descends, I sit thinking about every man. Seems like I've always been looking for some other place to get it together. 
Let me go back for 
that magic time You can call it nostalgia Hillside Listening to the Church bells chime Listen to The church bells chime In that magic time Oh the road It never ends Good to see you My old friend Once again Sit right down and share the wine Shivers up and down my spine It's a feeling so divine Let me go back for a while Got to go back for a while To that magic time
Feels me cold back for a while. Let me go back for a while to that magic time. Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings And learn to fly All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these Sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly Into the light of the dark black Okay. Um, I'm really not into it. 